fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, everybody, welcome to the Friday show. Start or sit for those NFC home games. There are six of them, including Sunday night and Monday night. We got some Le'Veon Bell news. Is he finally coming back? Try to figure it out. Who's we, by the way? Well, I'm Adam Azer. You know that. Jamie's not here. Dave's not here. Heath's not here. They're all in New York at the tailgate. Brandon Marianne Lee of Her Fantasy Football is here. You heard her in the preseason. Now here we are in week 10. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Today. Hi. How are you? Ironically, coming from New York. You're in New York. That's right. Everybody's in New York but me. I'm in Florida this weekend. How about that? How's New York? I hear it's crappy up there. I hear the weather sucks. It's cold. It's reminding us it's November. (laughs) Let me tell you. Yeah, it's beautiful down here. So, you know. Yeah. Rub it in, Adam. Just saying. Uh, It's a big show for you. You got to give a lot of fantasy advice. So Six games plus last night's game plus beat the waiver wire. It's a big show. Thank yeah, you. this is a little this. intimidating. I'm not going to lie to you, Adam. <laughs> uh, you were like, you want to be a guest? I was like, sure. Then you're like, here is everything. I was like, ah, it's, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll, we'll, we'll get through it together. We'll rock and roll. Let's start with Pittsburgh 52, Carolina 21. It's 52, Carolina 21. Uh, you know, before we break down the game, James Conner is in the concussion protocol. And wouldn't you know, Le'Veon Bell could report next week. Don't know that means he's going to play next week. Steven Ridley and Jalen Samuels both got some work uh, late in the game. And uh, what do you think about the Steelers running back situation now going forward, Brandon Marianne Lee, if uh, Le'Veon Bell does in fact report next week, which the Steelers apparently believe will happen? Yeah. Oh, what a disaster. I'm sure you guys have discussed this on the show numerous times. Oh, but just, uh, just a few times. Just a little, yeah. just a couple times. Uh, it's just a minor story in fantasy land. Yeah. It really is. Uh You know, it's funny because people always complain about David Johnson. And as someone who has David Johnson in some leagues, but as someone who also has Le'Veon Bell, I'm always like, really? This is the guy you're complaining about? I got a dude. I don't even know if he's going to play this week. That's right. This year. This year. Anytime in the future. Like, hello. So, uh, yeah, if he does report, I don't think they're going to bench Connor all the way out. I don't think there's any way they can do that. No, they can't. Um, so I think we have a real problem on our hands in fantasy. Uh, so I, I, you know, let's hope for the best for James Conner. Obviously concussions are scary and we want the best for him. Um, you want to keep your eye on this. Whoever is in this backfield though, produces fantasy points. So that is a, it's a moot point. You guys, if he's going, if anyone is on the field, they are someone that we want to have out there. So if that ends up being Jalen Samuels, like that's the guy that we're going to go get then. If Le'Veon Bell comes back, uh, they got to make sure that he's up to snuff. Uh, when is he going to be back? I mean, at this point, is it even worth him coming back? I, I don't know. I still think you might be able to get a ton for him. And if you're trying, if you like have to move now and in dynasty leagues, I'm actually looking to move him. I don't know about you, but know? yeah. Cause yeah. I don't know where he's going to be next year. I don't know what he's going to do next year. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't either. And I hope he doesn't come back to Pittsburgh. Um, if I own, obviously if you're a Connor owner and Connor, I didn't really think Connor was so great, but I think he's shown the last few weeks. He's, he's pretty damn good. I, I like the way he runs. He looked really good last night. Looked like, looked like a really good player, not just somebody taking advantage of an opportunity. So that that was good to see. Uh, I do expect Connor, at least at the beginning, if, if Connor's healthy next week and Bell is back, I don't know that Bell plays. He might not play for two weeks. If Connor's healthy next week, he'll be a 100% must start next week. If he's not healthy, I don't know if they rush back Le'Veon Bell or maybe they turn to Steven Ridley. My guess is Ridley would be more likely... Um, and just for reference, last year, Ridley played in week 17 with Le'Veon Bell sitting, and he had 17 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown against the Cleveland Browns. So just like Brandon said, anyone who plays uh, in this offense is good. Um, Dynasty, I, I haven't, I guess, really thought about it. You're, you're probably more of a Dynasty person than I am. I'm in uh, two Dynasty leagues. I don't own a Steelers running back in either one. 
Oh, well, that's a little bit of a bummer, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I play in a few dynasty leagues. Um, one of them I'm rebuilding another one I'm winning. I mean, that's just how it works at dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like you're in one mode or the other. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. And I, I think also people are already asking keeper questions and I always want to tell people, I'm like, listen, we're, we're in double digits and the season's flying by, but your keeper you're not going to decide that till July, people. So we do need to chill about that. But let me tell you, this Le'Veon Bell thing, if you're just holding on to him to be the one guy that you're keeping next year, I think that was a mistake. All right, so elsewhere in this game, Christian McCaffrey was incredible. He scored three touchdowns. He had about 140 total yards. I am facing, I wish Jamie were on the show, because I am facing him in our IDP league, which is PPR, and I have Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Christian McCaffrey. So that's good stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I have, I have like 105 points and he has 15 right now. Um, I might lose. You never know. Uh, Cam Newton was, he played well. You know, that interception was terrible. He, he played fairly well. He, he got beat up, man. They were all over him. Um, mm-hmm. He now has multiple touchdown passes in eight straight games, but this was a really disappointing performance. Got pulled late in the game because the game was out of reach. 23 uh, for, of 29 for 193 yards. We'll take that, but only 10 rushing yards. I don't know. 18 fantasy points was not what we were expecting, and it looked like it was going to be a great game for him at halftime. He had the two touchdowns, um, but it just didn't work out. Uh, anyway, do you think Devin Funches and DJ Moore are droppable? No, I think this game was funky town. I mean, I, I it was like one of these. No one expected Carolina to go in there and get embarrassed. If you'd been watching Carolina's tape the rest of the season, that that was surprising. So, no, I don't think they're fully droppable unless you're in a tiny league, of course. But you know, it, as far as I can tell, unless someone um, breaks out this week because of an injury, and you know they're definitely going to play next week, I don't see anyone else that's just easily available. That I'm like, yeah, I'd rather have them than a top wide receiver playing with Cam Newton because even though Cam Cam's kind of like Russell Wilson they don't pass a lot but when they do there are touchdowns so the touchdowns is where you're going to get that big bulk of the fantasy points so I, I yeah I'd be hard-pressed to hear uh, the name of the person you should drop them for I guess would be my question but you know what it's always about comparison yeah well we'll find I mean can't drop them now obviously but Tuesday when we do our waiver wire show we'll talk about like I could see Christian Kirk being somebody that I'm dropping Funches or or more for um Probably yes, it. I would do that. Yeah. Well, Christian Kirk, you should pick up today. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know why people don't have this guy. The volume's been there all season. Because they have Oakland next week, and he's going to be one of our beat the waiver wire guys. Uh, Christian Kirk is 50% owned. I think he's a wide receiver you should look at. I also think Willie Sneed, we'll get to beat the waiver wire, um, could be all right for you in PPR. Uh, other thoughts from this game? Great games for Brown and Juju. Vance McDonald. Look, th- the Carolina Panthers are are this year what the Giants were last year. They are almost a guaranteed touchdown for tight ends. Seven, nine games, uh, a touchdown to a tight end in seven of nine games. So McDonald and Jesse James both caught touchdowns in this game. And here's the okay, last thing from this game. Ben Roethlisberger, his second game with more than 40 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. He's unbelievable primetime at home. But his next two games are at Jacksonville and at Denver. Uh, his his schedule going forward is pretty road heavy. Of course, two of those road games are at Oakland and at New Orleans. Uh, those are weeks fourteen and sixteen. So I, you maybe maybe you'll get away from Ben the next two weeks. After that, you're starting him all the time. But at Jacksonville, at Denver, how do you think he comes through in those two games? I don't like him those two games. This is why I actually talk about this a lot in the preseason. People always poo-poo it, but uh, I have a different technique when it comes to streaming quarterbacks, and Ben Roethlisberger is very much in the mix on this. I like to pair quarterbacks and stream them on my own team. I don't want to go to waivers. I don't want to use my waiver priority or fab money on quarterbacks. Instead, what I do is I draft Roethlisberger and Wilson or uh, Matt Ryan and Roethlisberger. Or I, my favorite pairing is always Russell Wilson and Philip Rivers because their fantasy numbers always coincide. Russell Wilson gets better at the end of the season and Philip Rivers always falls off. Kind of so I like to coordinate those. Uh, but yeah, so for me, That's yes, I, I would not have about in the next two weeks. Listen, every point counts now. We are in the double digits. We are only a few weeks away from the fantasy playoffs. Do not drop a Ben Roethlisberger to stream and be cute with Andy Dalton, but do keep him on your team because those Oakland, New England, and and New Orleans in the fantasy playoffs, and then Cincinnati, if you play in week 17, beautiful. You can't ask for anything better. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, that's it for 52-21, Pittsburgh over Carolina. A blowout and not quite a bonanza. I think I got that one wrong. It's because of the (laughs) Panthers. I mean, McCaffrey got all the scoring. 
But Cam didn't really come through, and neither did anybody in the passing game. Disappointing game for Greg Olson. Uh, programming note for you. So, yeah, listen, I got to apologize to all the listeners. Uh, no Saturday mailbag this week. I'll do my best to answer your questions, um, you know, in the inbox. I'll try to reply to you, but just a busy week for me um, with some some family festivities here and uh, everybody else is in New York. So no mailbag this week. I really do apologize. Uh, Brandon, we have something called an idiot moron move. Earlier this year, Heath, without my permission on a team that we share, dropped Carson Wentz for Quincy Anunua, which prompted me to call him an idiot moron on the air. Just went off on it. I just was so mad. <laughs> and uh, we got Wentz back, luckily. And we're starting him this week. But I made the idiot moron move of the century last night. Didn't realize it until this morning. Oh, no. I dropped... I needed a DST, and I picked up the Redskins DST in a two-quarterback league. I dropped Marlon Mack. <gasps> yeah, it was an accident. It was an accident. I, that uh, is what? I don't know how I did it. I meant to drop the Vikings DST for the Redskins DST, but I clicked on Marlon Mack. They both have, like, a K in their name. Maybe that's what confused me. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I know. So... Jamie put it to Twitter. What should I do? Should I give Adam Marlon Mack back? I need him for this week, you know. And uh, what, what what would you do, by the way, if you were the commish? Because I said, Jamie, you got to give me Marlon Mack back. I'd actually, well, yeah, I think I would probably do it because, like, he's a must start. That just seems, because also it would be a huge uh, advantage to ever picked him up. Yeah, it's not fair. To the point I where that's, like, back. not really fair. Yeah, that, you know, you can't, you can't do that. But um, I might bring it to a vote. I don't know. Oh, don't do I, I just, just, give it kinda, back. just give it back to me. I Yeah, I probably would just because I don't like people to win because other people like just, you know, click the wrong thing. Also, I'm having some problems maybe with my Apple computer since the updates, but I do. I am clicking on things and it's not really like registering when I'm setting lineups and stuff and I'm trying to move things. I've actually noticed that. I don't know if it's the recent update. I would say this is a good reminder to everybody. Double check before you're clicking and double check what's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you that can imagine my surprise when I saw that waiver claim. I was like, what? Because I, <laughs> I love Marlon Mack, and I held on to him through his struggles, through his injuries, and then I'm not about to drop him for the Redskins DST. Uh, but somebody said that I need to tweet out that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and Jamie, because I am very much anti that, and Jamie will restore Marlon Mack onto my team. Uh, Jamie's okay with that. I am not sure what's more important to me, getting Marlon Mack back or keeping my conviction that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. So we'll find out uh, later oh, yeah, on Yeah, then today. I wouldn't give it back to you. If that if that's honestly how you feel, if it's still a debate, then I'd be like, then fine, then Marlon Mack is someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I feel about that. I don't that. like that. Everybody knows that I'm the commissioner that would, of course, give Marlon Mack back. All right, well, we'll see what happens. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Join our FanDuel contest. It's $5.00. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Compete against us. Get on that right now every single week. we got a lot, of, a lot of other podcasts for you to listen to. The 2008 Steelers podcast called The Season 2008 Steelers. Check that out. Go to CBSSports.com slash podcast. Uh, and listen to Ion Fantasy Football, Saturday night radio show on CBS Sports Radio. I believe it is Dave and Heath this week on CBS Sports Radio at 10 p.m. Eastern until midnight Eastern. Ion Fantasy Football. You can catch it on Sirius Channel 206. You can catch it on CBSSportsRadio.com. All right, Brandon, Marianne, Lee, let's find out more about you. How is your fantasy season going? Oh, it's been crazy busy. Um, you know, uh, th- we we are not doing the Her Fantasy Football podcast this year, but um, I'm, you know, obviously, you know, writing for Sportsline, which has been really great. I do unconventional starters, which are usually people that you can get in, uh, you know, over 50% of leagues. You're able to pick them up and play, and that's important. Um, and then I really kind of go into details to why. Because sometimes you hear like this person's a sleeper or add this person, but it's always good to hear why, because then also you can compare as to why someone else might be better on your team. So, you know, you have any names you want to drop on us? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I think that for me, I think Nick Vanette has become uh, part of the conversation again. And I wanted to get into it's not just because he had a big week last week, but also he actually caught the first pass from Russell Wilson uh, that went for a touchdown in the preseason. He was a sleeper moving forward. But Will Disley, if you remember that guy, 
came out of nowhere and was getting a ton of targets, a ton of playing time. Then we had Ed Dixon. But listen, the Seattle Seahawks want to use a tight end. And Jimmy Graham had the most touchdowns out of any tight end in the league last season. They want to use someone. Uh, so I think Nick Vanna could be very interesting. Now, watch, of course, he has struggled a little bit with injuries, so you want to keep your eye out there. Um, but also, I, listen, and I know this isn't necessarily popular, but Sonny Michelle is supposedly coming back this week. It looks like he's practicing whatnot. But we've heard this about his knee before. I think if you're going to have a deep bench, I think you need to stash Cordero Patterson. Yeah. It is very clear that they are going to use him as a running back when Sony Michelle is out. And unfortunately, Sony Michelle has been out a lot. <laughs> so I think it's time to kind of embrace that that's an issue. It's been, it was an issue for him in college as well. So that's someone else too. So it's not just people to necessarily start for sure this week, but also people that you want to make sure you keep an eye on because you also need to fill in. If Sony Michelle has a back, uh, has a, you know, some sort of, you know, issue where things kind of you know backslide here, you want to be able to be prepared because man, a lot of us were not prepared for Gronkowski last sure. week either. So you know, make sure that you have that depth. Uh, so I'm going to give you just like a few names. Think about it not not this week, but thinking about them rest of season. Give me a quick ten second like word association. How are you feeling about the following players? Mark Ingram. Bad. And I told everyone he was going to be a bust in the preseason. So oh. he has a not a great schedule. And Alvin Kamara is a, an exceptional athlete and running back. And so Mark Ingram is game specific. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's been suspended. And his coach isn't a huge fan of him. And there's no reason for them to force the ball to him. Sorry. Rob Gronkowski. Hurt. Very hurt. And that's unfortunate. Aaron Jones. Everybody's wish list. <laughs> uh, no, it's, I mean, it's happening. This is the week. This is the week. Uh, you know, and I think we're going to hear that a lot. I feel like he's very Joe Mixon-esque from 2017. So uh, we're just going to keep saying this is the moment and he'll get nine to 12 fantasy points. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, the matchup's just so good and uh, he's he's very good. I, I'm optimistic about him. Yeah. We'll, we'll preview that. This game. week, what well, rest of season, I, I'm not talking about this week. This yeah. week, I'm a yes. Rest of season, he's nine to 12 points per game. Maybe. All right. I, I'm optimistic that this week he has a huge game and that it's just Aaron Jones's job. Uh, but we'll see. Josh Adams. Fun. I actually love Josh Adams. The priest. I couldn't believe they cut him uh, before the, the season started. And then they brought him back to the practice squad. And there's all this other stuff. Listen, Josh Adams is a really good football player and should have been on the team from the get go. So I was a little confused. But man, that Philly backfield, though, is dubious. Yeah. Yeah. There's another guy. You know, we've seen teams come out of their bye and sort of get things right and feature a running back more than than they had in the past. And I, I specifically think of Green Bay, and I specifically think of maybe Detroit a little bit, and uh, Deion Lewis last week. So maybe Adams gets the Adams is very under-owned. It's another guy. And look, sitting here saying he's under-owned, if he has five carries this week, wouldn't shock me, and then you're dropping him. But it's definitely a guy you want to speculate on, on Josh Adams. Um, and... Uh, what uh, what TV show are you jamming on right now? What's what's a TV show you want to recommend to everybody? Oh man, if you need to binge, I think Better Call Saul is just fantastic. oh you can't you can't done. recommend one of the most popular TV shows. That's not one of the most popular TV shows. Better Call Saul? No, not like ratings wise. Really? And a lot of people think that you have to have watched Breaking Bad. I actually do not think that at all. It's its own separate no, story. No, definitely so. not at all. Not at all. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know what? Right now I'm watching football or like trying to live my life. I, I don't know. Are there other – are people yeah. able to watch shows too? I watch shows. Some some shows. Um, really? I'm big – I haven't finished yet. I have one episode left, but The Haunting of Hill House is amazing. Uh, recommend it very much if you like anything scary. And uh, Narcos Season 4 starts next Friday. So watch the first three seasons – in the next seven days. You can do it, everybody. I believe in you. Uh, <laughs> if you're like Brandon, though, and you'd rather watch games, well, why don't you go to the game? Why don't you get there with the SeatGeek app? Brandon, you need to download the SeatGeek app and use our promo code FFT to get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. The promo code is FFT for a $20 discount. SeatGeek is awesome. I use it pretty much every time I go to a game or a concert. It's usually what it is for me, those two things. But also there's theater, comedy. You want to go to any type of live event, use SeatGeek. Look on SeatGeek first, and you will have to look no further. They search multiple ticket sites. They grade every ticket based on value, and SeatGeek helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. So just take all the work and the stress out of it, and let SeatGeek do all that work for you and find you these great deals. And of course, if you want that $20 discount, you use the promo code FFT. On your first purchase, 
Promo code is FFT for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. News and notes. Carryon Johnson was limited at practice. We still expect him to play. I don't know how excited people are going to be to start him, but we will preview Detroit at Chicago. Darren Sproles aggravated his hamstring. He's going to miss this week's game. Both Miami offensive tackles are beat up. Another reason to think about starting the Packers DST. Oakland left tackle Colton Miller may not be able to play. And they, they really they shuffled their offensive line last week after Miller got hurt, and it was it was awful. Uh, Robbie Anderson mispracticed. Detroit right guard TJ Lang has a neck injury. Um, Marlon Mack was limited in practice, but that doesn't mean you should drop him for the Redskins DST. No, you should absolutely do that. <laughs> Des Bryant <laughs> wants to play. Uh, how do you feel about Des Bryant? Neutral. Well, no, actually, I don't feel neutral. I want any wide receiver who is catching passes from Drew Brees. Okay, you can if if he's a someone you can add right now. Why not? I, I you know there's always upside when Drew Brees is your quarterback. So I'll say that. Am I exceedingly overwhelmed with this week with him coming in for the first time? No, but it's also a good matchup against Cincinnati. So it's not a bad time to play him if he does play. I think that they probably do what they did with uh, Amari Cooper in Dallas, make sure he gets a touchdown, but really it was only three catches, you know, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's kind of, you know, what I would see from him. So, yeah, I mean, you could take much worse flyers than Des Bryant catching balls from. Taewon Taylor and Tajay Shar both mispracticed for the Titans. They get ready for the Patriots. Chris Thompson's out. Sammy Watkins mispracticed at this point. I mean, are you assuming Sammy Watkins is going to miss this game against uh, Arizona? Yeah, I am. Um, and you know what? He's been healthy as of late. So this has um, actually been a long time for him, <laughs> not having to miss a game. So, uh, But yeah, I, th- I think he will, and he should. Uh, Kansas City pass rusher Justin Houston is going to play this week. Cleveland cornerback Denzel Ward practice. He's trending in the right direction. And Rex Burkhead, he practiced. He could return within three weeks. Uh, you could just you could just stay away. Uh, that that would be just fine. All right, let's do the Stardo meter. So what we do on the Stardo meter is uh, we look at some of the games that we preview late in the show, just in case people don't have time to listen to the entire episode. And you're gonna go on a scale of zero to ten. Zero is absolute sit. No way I'm starting this guy. Ten is yeah, he's a must start. He's Todd Gurley. Well, he's not Todd Gurley. He's uh, he's <laughs> Joe Mixon. Okay. Um. You tell me, start or sit. Let's start with Matt Breida against the Giants. Zero to ten on the startometer. Six. Six. Okay. So he's like an okay. He's like a flex. Yeah. Okay. How about Chris Carson? Uh, not Chris Carson. Mike Davis. Pardon me, because we're at this point still not expecting Chris Carson to play. Mike Davis uh, at the Rams. Ten. Oh, really? Well, he kicked it you know, into gear last time he played against the Rams as well. So even if Chris Carson does play, I still think he'll lead the backfield. Doug Baldwin at the Rams. Mm, Six. All right. Nick Mullins against the Giants. (laughs) Mullins mania. Uh, I'm going to go with four, um, but a strong four in a two quarterback league. He's like a eight or nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Eli Manning. Eli Manning, if Mullins is a four, where's Eli? A two. Negative two. A negative two against the Niners? (laughs) Just, no, I I think he's fine. I would rather have Mullins than Manning. You would, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. If if your coaching staff has to come out and say you're still the quarterback, even though you've won them two Super Bowls and it's week 10 um, and you're going up against the 49ers, there's a problem. It's true. The 49ers, seven of nine quarterbacks to face the Niners have scored 20 or more fantasy points and six points for passing touchdown leagues. That would make Eli, you know, like in the 15-ish range. Let me see where the guys have him. 17, 16, 18. Makes sense. He's just like, if if you're in a two-quarterback league, again, that's a different conversation. But to me, I just think, yeah, I, I, I think 20 points would be his, like, max. Dave, Jamie, and Heath are... Less confident in Nick Mullins than you are. They have him behind Eli Manning. Uh, here's the one that I struggle with. Marquise Goodwin, 0-10 to 10 on the startometer. Mm, I do struggle with this one, too. I'm going to go with a 3 or 4. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been seeing the Giants are giving up some big plays. Norris Jenkins isn't playing that well. That's what Goodwin does. Like, a couple weeks ago when he had one catch for 55 yards and a touchdown, but last week he had one catch for 11 yards against the Raiders. Um, well, and the thing is, is that Nick Mullins was successful because he was actually 
putting the ball everywhere. That's true. Right. Yeah, so I think that he doesn't want to have a favorite target. Um, otherwise, because he's so green, that would be really bad, actually. So I, I, my problem is I just don't know who, like, who is Nick Mullins' favorite target? Who is Nick Mullins? Who like, is, these are the I questions I have. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we're going to, we're Mullins it over. We're Mullins. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, oh. I probably already used that one too. How about uh, Amari Cooper at Philadelphia? Uh, oh, I think he's like a seven or eight. Okay. And Sterling Shepard against the Niners. Six or seven. All right. So here's the, the stat of the game for Giants Niners, which is the last game we'll preview because, you know, they have three wins combined. Eight out of 10 wide receivers with seven or more targets against San Francisco have scored double digit fantasy points in non PPR. So seven or more targets. You have an 80% chance of scoring double digit fantasy, double digits in non PPR. And uh, Shepard gets about seven or eight targets every game. He's had seven or eight in six of eight games. So I'm optimistic for him. This might be the last time I'm optimistic about him. Oh, no, Tampa Bay the following week. So he actually, he might be a good guy for Beat the Waiver Wire. Here we go. Let's go to Beat the Waiver Wire for Fantasy Week 12. What are we in? 11 now or 10? This is 10. 10. Okay. So next is 11. Yeah. So um, close. So six teams are on a bye. But luckily, like, a lot of them suck. So yeah, really <laughs> Right? <laughs> Buffalo, Cleveland, the Patriots, the Jets, the Niners, and the Dolphins are on a bye. Not a ton of fantasy-relevant players. So, uh, you know, certainly you can just – I didn't um, expect you to go do this research uh, as a guest of the podcast, but you can certainly chime in, piggyback off anything I put in the notes. Uh, I got a bunch of quarterbacks and to the point where I don't know that you have to stash a quarterback for next week because you'll be able to get one of these guys off waivers, but – just in case somebody look, I think it's reasonable to drop Matthew Stafford. He had a terrible game last week. He usually gets you like low end number one, high end number two production. But he's got Carolina next week, and they're not very good against the pass. And he's eighty five percent owned, so he's a bit of a pipe dream. But do you like any of these guys who are definitely available to pick up? Mariota at the Colts, Flacco against the Bengals, Prescott at Atlanta, Bortles against Pittsburgh, Eli Manning against Tampa Bay. My favorites are Marcus Mariota and Blake Bortles from, or uh, and uh, Prescott. Actually, I'm sorry for next week. Those would probably be the two that I would like the most. Um, Joe Flacco, even I mean, he's just uh, wildly inconsistent. Actually, he's almost not even about matchups. <laughs> like when he has a good matchup, he's very mediocre, and then in bad matchups, he can be okay. Uh, but he just doesn't have a lot of upside there. Um, I'm with you on Matthew Stafford. I'm actually worried about his safety. <laughs> After seeing him get mauled last week, I'm very concerned. Uh, I'm very worried. And then this week, he gets to face Chicago. I mean, what a terrible back-to-back situation for him. Uh, It's just tough to be in the NFC North. That Just a lot of good defenses, a lot of tackling. You just get your rear end kicked. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dak Prescott, though, I like him with the Samari Cooper. By the way, you guys also will talk about this in the preview. Looks like Michael Gallup's a wide receiver too. There, it's a it's a very intriguing situation that's going on there in Dallas in terms of the passing game. Um, uh, so keep your eyes peeled there. But I think that's working for him. And uh, you know, Blake Bortles is always a thirty-five point or two-point game, and you don't know, and that's the problem. But if you need to actually roll your dice, it might be um, Blake Bortles. Even though we watched Pittsburgh swarm, yeah, Cam their, their last defense night. is getting is getting better for sure. Uh, yeah, so that that's why he wasn't the one that I liked better. So it'd be Dak and just, Mariota for me. She but just Blake hates Bortles always has Eli Manning. She just can't do it with Eli Manning. Nah. He's, he's got Tampa Bay next week. I know. I just I, he has so many eleven or fourteen point games in his life. In his life. Hard- you know, just and he is. And here's what's so crazy. He has so many great weapons on this team. The fact that you have that many terrible fantasy performances just speaks volumes. I well, yeah. I don't know. He's actually thrown for 281 or more yards in four straight games, 316 or more yards in three of those four games. This is Eli Manning, but he just doesn't throw touchdowns. So I get it. Uh, and, and look, the bottom line is. There are, I would say, about five options on waivers next week in a lot of leagues that are going to be at least worth using. And you may not even have to go there because there aren't a lot of good quarterbacks on by next week. So um, you don't have to beat the waiver wire at quarterback. If you want to beat the waiver wire at DST, the Ravens DST is 75% owned. They have the Bengals. The Cardinals DST is 21% owned. They have the Raiders. And another team that's on by, because Baltimore's on by, the Texans DST is 73% owned. I'd pick them up. They have the Redskins next week. I think they could destroy 
the Redskins basically backup offensive line. Um, they're 73% owned. They could be really good for you next week. Yeah. And I would also say that I like Arizona's schedule rest of season. Um, I like what's going on with them. And also if you can beat the waiver wire for 12, uh, new England has a very strong schedule rest of season as a defense. So make sure to check them out. Um, basically anyone in the AFC AFC's. East, which is terrible, yep. who has to face the bills. Same with the jets though, by the way, facing the bills in both week 10 and third and 14 and then Tennessee and 13. All right, so some other guys uh, that aren't necessarily matchup specific, but we like Christian Kirk. I I wouldn't be surprised if Willie Sneed is the most consistent Ravens wide receiver. I have no interest in him in standard scoring, but in PPR, like five or six catches for around sixty yards is is realistic. So he could be a bye week replacement. Um, Doug Martin's at Arizona next week, and he's seventy eight percent owned. I know it's not attractive, but it's the best matchup in fantasy. Edo Smith is 69% owned. Royce Freeman is 67% owned. Wendell Smallwood, Josh Adams, both available. Royce Freeman, Elijah McGuire. There are some guys to pick up. Uh, you see anybody there that, yeah, get them now. What yeah, I don't know why Christian Kirk or Willie Sneed are available in any of your leagues if you play in PPR formats. They're both target monsters. They should have been picked up weeks ago. So if they're still out there, those are must-ads above any of these running backs. Uh, Royce Freeman right now is probably the greatest uh, handcuff you could have right now to Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay's incredible, and yeah. I don't think we talk enough about it. He's been great all year, incredibly consistent. And by the way, Royce Freeman did nothing wrong. Philip Lindsay just killed it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Tremendous. it's important to say that it's not like Royce Freeman's talent fell off a cliff. So if he gets a chance, I think he does kill it for the, the Broncos. Um, but, you know, Philip Lindsay's just been out of control. My only problem with Philadelphia is just I don't know who it's going to be. Right, right. Yeah, we talked about it. I mean, I, I think Adams and Smallwood are both worth stashing. Hopefully one emerges. It's 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 probably not Corey Clement. But we'll get to that game uh, in a bit. Here we go. Washington is at Tampa Bay. Your stat of the game. At least one wide receiver has caught a touchdown against Tampa Bay in every game this season. So who's that Washington wide receiver going to be, or will the streak end here in Week 11? Or Week 10, <laughs> Week 10. I keep getting that mixed up. Yeah, Week 10, but you know what? It, I don't even know if Alex Smith knows what day it is because he's just worried about, do we have wide receivers? Uh, Paul Richardson went to IR this uh, week, which is just de a detriment there. I think you have to look at Maurice Harris here, uh, someone who's available in a ton of leagues. Might be able to pick him up immediately. Last week, he got 12 targets, 10 catches for 124 yards. I think he is the guy. Has not scored a touchdown so far this year, but this is his moment. Would you could you see yourself starting Maurice Harris over anybody that's like usually a must start that has a tough matchup, maybe like a T.Y. Hilton? Uh, no, I wouldn't start him over T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's still going to get volume, so that that's a little tough for me. Uh, but I actually had a lot of people on by this week. I've got a lot of Emmanuel Sanders in my life, uh, a lot of Demarius Thomas in my life. It's ironic, even though he's not on the team anymore. He has the same bye week. <laughs> Lucky for us, right, instead of the Golden Tate and Amari Cooper yeah. thing where they had two bye weeks, right? right. But, uh, you know, the Vikings, a lot of people have a lot of people on by this week. A lot of good teams are on by in week 10, even though there are only four teams. So I think that he might be someone that you put in the flex for a flyer. I do think this is a good matchup. Someone's got to come forward, and I think it's Maurice Harris. Would you start Maurice Harris or carry on Johnson? Ooh. I think that depends on what happens at practice today, but I think I might start Maurice Harris. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Harris. Because I'm just worried about him. I even think Doxon could score the touchdown. Like, Harris maybe so gets more catches and yards, but Doxon... <laughs> Yeah. He's just a struggling little child out there, right? Like sometimes <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> Look, I mean the, the Redskins did not exactly not take advantage of the uh Atlanta matchup next week. So last week, so I don't think we're too excited about them taking advantage of the Tampa Bay matchup. So Alex Smith is a sit, right? Alex Smith is a sit. Yeah, I mean, the poor guy doesn't have anyone to play with, uh, especially without Chris Thompson there. He doesn't even have that. I think Capri Bibbs is an interesting one here. Um, yeah, 8% owned. Not a ton I, of work, I, but he's he scored in two of the last three games. Uh, actually, the most interesting player is Peterson. You know, linemen are hurt, not just the guards, but the tackles. Um, if he gets his carries, he's always good. He's got five games with 17 or more carries and 96 or more rushing yards in them. He's got three games with 11 or fewer carries, and a combined 43 rushing yards in those games. But things have changed. The landscape's different for him now. Uh, this is actually not that bad of a run defense, especially with Gerald McCoy. Starter said Adrian Peterson. 
Probably a start. Again, there's no one else here, people. I mean, we're, we're really, I feel bad for Alex Smith because talk about the opposite of Kansas City where he had so many weapons, he had a career year, and you look at what Patrick Mahomes is doing. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is special, but still, Patrick Mahomes walked into the best weapons in the entire National Football League in terms of wide receiver, tight end, and running back. And then Alex Smith goes to Washington. They're still somehow winning games, which is uh, crazy, even though they didn't win last week. But they're still head of the division. Uh, but he has no weapons, zero. So, yeah, I mean, I think Adrian Peterson's the most interesting person here. Maurice Harris is most interesting to me. And then Vernon Davis, if Jordan Reed does not go. But if Jordan Reed does go, he's just been super disappointing. If Jordan Reed goes, I'm not starting either one. Which is a exactly. shame because and it's crazy because like it's the Buccaneers. It's the matchup you've been waiting for. Um yeah. and I just I don't trust them. And uh yeah, as far as Peterson goes, I guess I can throw out some comparisons. But uh Peterson or will stay in this game, Deshaun Jackson. Um, probably Jackson. Okay. In a PPR league and in a non PPR go with Peterson. All right, let's be- let's go over to um Let's go over to the uh, the Buccaneers. Fitzpatrick is top 10 for Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Uh, ninth for Jamie and Heath. Seventh for Dave. A couple quarterbacks, a few quarterbacks with uh, with tough matchups this week. Andrew Luck. Um, maybe Tom Brady. Uh, Drew Brees. Would you start Fitzpatrick over those guys? No. No, you no. wouldn't. So you no. de- you would not have him as a top 10 guy then, I assume. No, I don't think so. Well, I have him right there, but not high enough to where I'd be like, yeah, I'd start him with Drew Brees ever. You know, I <laughs> I know Drew Brees had that bad game against Baltimore and people were freaking out, but I, I, I feel fine about him. Listen, I and you know what? Fitzpatrick did well last week, and he's done well in other games, and, and you think, like, this has Wait. to be the guy, but you also know that he always has that three-interception game or, like, you know, epic collapse inside of him. Um, and I'm just worried that it it could be this week. I, I just don't like to start at the quarterback position too many people over the studs that I genuinely believe in. Okay. Do you have any faith in Peyton Barber? Mm. No, I mean, not a ton of faith. Um, I think that, you know, this particular matchup is okay. Uh, but my problem is, is that the Tampa Bay offense or defense gives up a ton of points. I'm having a hard time because the Tampa Bay defense gives up a ton of points, but Washington doesn't have any players. So yeah. I'm wondering, I'm like, do they have to throw all the time or do they not? Because they usually do, but do they this week? Is this game going to end 10-13? That's a possibility with this game because nobody can play. It's just bizarre. Well, I, so, don't, I don't think the Redskins passed the defense is very good. I mean, their run defense is really good, but their pass defense, I think, yeah. kind of got exposed last week. So I do think Fitzpatrick will have success. I mean, he's going to throw some picks, which is why I dropped Marlon Mack for the Redskins DST. <laughs> but uh, he's going he's, he's gonna to throw some touchdowns, too. So Mike Evans is a must-start. And then Deshaun Jackson and Adam Humphreys, I think people are going to get away from Goblin at this point. But Jackson, he's not getting a ton of targets, really. Uh, you know, only... But he's but he's producing. But last week he had four targets. He had two catches. Humphreys has been really good. Seventy six or more yards in three of his last four games. Eight or more targets in three straight games. Where are they for you, Jackson and Humphreys? Yeah, if you play in PPR formats and Humphreys is out there, you should go and get him immediately. He is out there. there. Seventeen percent owned. Yeah, he's out there almost all the time. So uh, depending on the depth of your uh, bench, I think you at least need to get him on your bench because he could start killing you eventually because they are. I mean, last week, it's catching all eight of his targets for 82 yards and two touchdowns was a big wake-up call. Godwin, to me, in week three, I kind of um, tried to get rid of him where I could. When he had that terrible game, remember, where he, like, um, I think he fumbled. He also, like, caused an interception. He was just a disaster zone. Or whatever it was, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's actually when, um, you know, Winston came in because it looked like Fitzmagic had just, like, you know, fallen off the face of the planet. Obviously, since Fitzpatrick's come back, he's been fine. So um, it was a Chris Godwin week. That was the problem, to be entirely frank, when you go look at that tape. And I just don't think he's ever – I think the coaches did that too. They looked at the tape and they said, we got a real problem here. And we have so many other good targets. Why do we continue going after this guy? So I think since then it's been a little rough sailing for him if you check it out. So. Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean I think you move away from him. I think it's I think it's totally fair to drop Godwin for Humphreys at this point. Um, and maybe, maybe that comes back to bite you. But Humphreys playing very well. I would have I have a tough call starting Humphreys or LaShawn McCoy. Uh, I th- uh, I'd start Humphreys. You would? I think yeah. McCoy's going to score this week. I made that call yesterday. I think he's going to have a good game. Uh, Humphreys is the kind of guy who, like, he turns into a pumpkin. You realize he's Adam Humphreys, but right now he's hot. And 17% owned, that's too low. 
Uh, all right, so that's basically it. O.J. Howard, are you ready for this? O.J. Howard's a must-start, obviously. He's played – he's had one game where he wasn't healthy. Um, you know, he, he, he basically he didn't have a target in the game, I don't think. But in all of his healthy games, O.J. Howard has had 53 or more yards. The Redskins have not allowed 50 yards to a tight end yet. So, does he get to 50 yards? Does O.J. Howard get to 50 yards? Yes. He's definitely going to catch a touchdown. That's not, a, that's not even a question. But he gets yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he does. Uh, O.J. Howard has definitely proven to be the guy. And even though Cameron Braid is making a ton of money and everyone thought he's got to be involved, they have decided, nope, we're going all in on O.J. Howard, and I'm into it. All right, Redskins DST, 10th for Jamie, 7th for Heath, 15th for Dave. Not one I'm super excited about, but I, but it's a tough week for DSTs on waivers, I think, um, yeah. especially if you missed out on, like, the Jets or the, or the uh, Packers. So... I did pick up the DST, the Redskins. Yeah, and again, I like Jets' uh, rest of season as well uh, at the DST. So if you have them, I would try to figure out a way to to target them again at some point. You know, so, who, same you know with what I England. like rest of season, Brandon? Hmm? You know what I like rest of season? Hmm. FanDuel. Love me some FanDuel. Mm. FanDuel.com slash FFT. I've got 10 teams. i got a couple of stinkers. Uh, so that's why there's FanDuel. Because if you have teams that you're not struggling, that, that are struggling, you're not really loving, you want a team that you love, you want Todd Gurley on your team, you can have Todd Gurley on your team every single week on FanDuel. You can have Todd Gurley and James Conner. We'll figure out what to do with Le'Veon Bell. Be interesting to see where he's priced. Uh, but FanDuel's really fun. And, you know, when, when you sit there on Sunday and you've got your FanDuel team, for whatever reason, it seems like my FanDuel teams are the ones that I focus on the most. Uh, it's just a different type of ownership experience, and I hope everybody can enjoy it. So you can compete against us at FanDuel.com slash FFT. You can also play in, like, very small contests against one friend. Or you can play in huge tournaments worth a lot of money. Or, you know, play for a dollar. Whatever you want to do. There's a contest for everyone on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash FFT and join the contest and make your first deposit there. If you're a new user, you get a $5 bonus at FanDuel.com slash FFT. That is for new users only. The bonus is not available for withdrawal. State and age restrictions apply. For full eligibility rules and terms and conditions, go to FanDuel.com. Our second game today is Detroit at Chicago. Here is your stat of the game. The Detroit Lions allow the fourth highest yards per attempt or the fourth most yards per attempt in the NFL to quarterbacks. Uh, But they see by far the fewest pass attempts per game. And they're 17th in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. So a couple weeks ago, I think I said that the Lions pass defense is ready to be exposed. And then Russell Wilson went in there and lit them up. But (laughs) But their run defense is just so bad that nobody ever throws on them. So how do you feel about Trubisky this week? I like Trubisky for a bounce back. Um, you know, you can sit there and say, um, you know, oh, that this yardage thing, whatever. But there are only two quarterbacks all season that haven't thrown multiple touchdowns. And prior to last week when the Chicago was facing the Bills, which, by the way, no quarterbacks play well against the Bills because they don't have to. Right. So stop starting quarterbacks against the Bills. They're just not going to do anything because they don't need to. It's like just all about safety in that game, getting through with the win, and that's how it goes. Yeah. But ironically, the only two quarterbacks that didn't throw multiple touchdowns were Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Brock Osweiler, and Russell Wilson all threw for multiple touchdowns. You're talking and I think a, a, against the Lions. Against the Lions, yeah. you mean? Yeah, yeah. right. And, and he gets the rushing yards. You know, he's one of the best rushing quarterbacks. So, so you okay. start Trubisky over Fitzpatrick, I assume. I would, yes. Would you start him over Breeze, or would that just go against everything that Brandon Mary and Lee yeah, stands no, for? Yeah, no, I, I, to me, I just, I have a tough time setting Breeze. Okay. okay. Am I just alone on this? I feel like Breeze has had such a great season this year. I, I have a tough time being like, yeah, you know what, this is the one. Uh, I, I think w- that the theory is that since Mark Ingram came back, they've been more of a running team. He doesn't throw quite as much, and he's on the road, um, and. You know, maybe they but get ahead. But he's at Cincinnati. They have. They don't they're have terrible. a great defense. No, so why terrible. would you sit him? I don't get it. I the the well, it's not necessarily an outright sit, but the theory is that it's just they're going to run the ball all over Cincinnati. I think. Um, but I, he, you know, he's road breeze throughout his career. He's been so much better at home than on the road. I don't know. The best matchups are at the wide receiver and quarterback position against Cincinnati. So I don't know if they're going to run the whole time. Uh, all right, carry on, Johnson. I. I mean, he's a sit, right? I mean, if you can. Yeah, a lot of us are in weird situations at the running back position. 
Uh, and so I understand if you can't, but certainly you don't want to depend on him for multiple fantasy points this week. I would definitely start LaShawn McCoy over Johnson, would you? I think I might have to. Again, this injury with Carrion Johnson, you're going to have to keep your eye out for sure on Sunday morning. Yeah. I think anything could happen. He's banged up. TJ Lang is banged up. The Bears allow the fewest fantasy points to running backs. 3.4 yards per carry to running backs. Um, so I think it's easy to get away from Carrion Johnson, who's still unfortunately in a timeshare, and Theo Riddick's healthy, so that takes away some of his uh, receiving ability. That's uh, the biggest problem. Which Detroit wide receiver do you prefer if you had to choose between Galloway, Galladay and Jones? I would pick Jones. Do you want to start these guys? I mean, I don't want to, but then some of them I have to. Uh, I think I found the Golden Tate trade very bizarre. <laughs> they need him. I, I don't understand what, what that thought process was. Uh, but, you know, hey, uh, I just think that Jones uh, just has kind of a nose for the end zone when needed, you know, and, and he's only he scored two touchdowns over the last three weeks, but both of them are in the same week against Seattle. I think he does it again in Chicago. For what it's worth, Dave, Jamie and Heath, they all have Marvin Jones as a start. They have Galladay as kind of like, well, Heath has him pretty high. Heath has him in the top 20, 17th. Um, they have Galladay like uh, 25, 27, 17, mm-hmm. so kind of a flex. Yeah. Um, this is not, you know, this the Bears are great against the run, but every, but they've had, okay, basically every fantasy-relevant wide receiver they've played has done well, uh, except for Fitzgerald and Mike Evans. But um, the Packers guys, Tyler Lockett and Christian Kirk did well uh, without Fitzgerald. Deshaun Jackson was great. Uh, Albert Wilson had a huge game. Josh Gordon had 100 yards. Julian Edelman scored a touchdown, so you can beat them in the air. Um, Stafford, starter sit. I'm going to try to set him if I can. Again, it, to me, it's about the pass rushers for Chicago. Yeah. Um, and they just, I mean, they let Stafford get killed last week. Now, the only thing I will say is that because he got killed last week, perhaps this entire week was dedicated to making sure that doesn't happen again. And it may be a little bit better. That's what I'm hoping. But man, what I saw last week was traumatizing. I mean, I thought to myself, man, Stafford, you are, we don't not you, give him the credit for how tough he is. Are you, that related, is are you related to Matthew Stafford? You were very shaken up by him, I'm, his getting his butt strong. kicked yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm distraught because I want Carrion Johnson to be good. I want Marvin Jones to be good. But, yeah. you know, he has to be upright to complete these passes and to even hand off the ball. It's just he affects everyone on this team. And I think what I don't like when I see that is that everyone gets taken down with that. Everybody. So let's let's hope for the best. I'm just going to let you know that all three of Dave, Jamie and Heath have both Eli Manning and Alex Smith ahead of Matthew Stafford. How do you feel about that? I think I think they're in the same category, but as you know, Eli is at the end for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to uh, to the Bears, we talked about Trubisky, Jordan Howard, a little bit lower than I expected. He's not even a top fifteen running back, and okay, this is like arguably the best matchup. You know, technically the Cardinals are, but I don't think any team allows more yards per carry than the Bears. Starter said Howard. Starter said Tariq Cohen. I start both of them. Tariq Cohen had one bad game and everyone's out. It's amazing. I know. At Buffalo, again, where it doesn't matter, um, it didn't happen for him. Okay. Again, it was Buffalo. That wasn't what the game plan was. The game plan the whole time was going to be Jordan Howard. I think Jordan Howard continues to get, you know, 14-plus carries per game. I think he does a lot with it. As you said, yards per carry for Detroit Lions is a real issue. So, yeah, I I actually like both of them. I think there's a, a quick pass to Tariq Cohen, though, for a touchdown. Okay, I can see getting away from Cohen in non-PPR for sure. And he only has, I think, two catches in his last two games. So that's a little concerning, but maybe a get-right game here for the Bears. Are you starting any Bears-wide receivers? Allen Robinson will play. I think it's a little hard. I, I, I'm trying to stay away from all of them. And again, you know, it's one of those kind of skewed stats where obviously the Detroit Lions give up, you know, some of the fewest fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. But part of it is because people just run on them. Exactly. Uh, so, again, it's the same kind of thing. So, no. And I, the problem with Allen Robinson is that he's done so little. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. hard for me to even think about that. If you, if you look at it, he, he's what had like 285 yards all season. Right. And so you're you're thinking to yourself, well, man, didn't Mitchell Strabisky have three games in a row with over 300 yards? 
per game. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you look at that and you go, well, what has what he been doing? Now, he has been hurt, obviously. But even before he was hurt, he wasn't evol- involved enough for me to feel great about it. So I'm glad that he's back. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, but, you know, he if, you, if you're not playing in PPR formats, he's kind of just, you know, meh. Only two games with touchdowns and it was one in each. And only one game with more than seven targets. So, yeah, the involvement hasn't really been there. Anthony Miller is an interesting flyer. He's 23% owned. Um, and, and yeah, I, again, Detroit allows the 12th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, but they just don't get thrown on that much. And they have allowed seven touchdowns to wide receivers in their last four games. I don't imagine that Robinson or Miller will be all that popular this week. Trey Burton is a top 10 tight end because he's a tight end and he scores touchdowns. Uh, he's about 8th to 10th in the rankings, and he has fewer than 30 yards in three of his last four games. But you could start O.J. Howard over him, uh, you know, obviously. But if you have Trey Burton, you're you're probably starting him. Would you start um, a Colts tight end over Burton? If I'm in a PPR format, I don't know how you sit Jack Doyle. Okay. That guy has, like, monster targets. Fair enough. And uh, the DST, the Bears are, like, number one or two at DST. They should be. Miami at Green Bay, stat of the game number one. Ten running backs have had 12 or more touches against the Packers, and every single one of them has scored at least eight fantasy points in non-PPR. So 12 or more touches against Green Bay. I I will say that Frank Gore will not join this group. He will get fewer than eight fantasy points. But Kenyon Drake is uh, is pretty interesting. Um, I hope he gets... 12 or more touches. Do you think Kenyon Drake uh, has a good game here? How would you compare him to, let's say, uh, Tariq Cohen? Yeah, you know, uh, I like Kenyon Drake a little better than Tariq Cohen this week uh, because I like uh, this matchup a little bit better, better for him because especially since Brock Osweiler has, you know, taken over, he's getting a lot more touches, right? Because people are kind of worried <laughs> in the Miami coaching staff because they have Brock Osweiler out there. Uh, but, you know, still, I, I think that he will get over 14 touches because I think he will get involved with the passing game here. Um, so I like, yeah, I like him this week. And to me, I just think he's, it depends on what you need too. Because if you are, here's the other thing too, after Thursday night football, you might be playing from behind. Big it's time, true. right? Yeah. And I then mean... to me, Tariq Cohen might have a little more upside, um, than Kenyon Drake. But if you need solid points to just get through, to me, it's Kenyon Drake. Yeah. I, I mean, th- I think the goal with Drake is like, okay, they're going to be losing this game. He's, he's their pass catching back. Let's get him on the field more and catching some passes. And hopefully he's really good in PPR. Want to hear uh, something crazy? Yeah, yeah. Kenyon Drake is the number one scoring fantasy option on the Dolphins in general. Uh, Out of everybody. Like even quarterbacks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow. Even and, that, and by the way, for all of us that have Kenyon Drake, we know he's a disappointment. So that is pretty unbelievable. Kicker, defense, you name it. My, uh, Kenyon Drake is number one. Are there any Dolphins wide receivers you want to start? Amendola maybe being... Like Heath yeah. really likes Amendola. Heath has him top 20. Yeah, I like Amendola this week, especially in PPR formats. I mean, the guys had five or more catches in each of the last four games, so that's good, but only one touchdown on the season. So a non-PPR, he's a little dicey. Yeah, he does have a a passing touchdown, but only one receiving touchdown for Amendola. Uh, would you start Amendola or Allen Robinson? Ooh, ugh, those are tough decisions. I Probably Amendola in PPR. Amendola or Adam Humphreys? In PPR, Humphreys, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'd probably do him, Humphreys in general. I think there's more scoring for Tampa Bay. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, number one for Jamie and Heath, number three for Dave. Start him. And Aaron Jones, baby. Here we go. Aaron Jones or <laughs> or Kenyon Drake. I would do Aaron Jones for sure. You guys, this should be the game for Aaron Jones. If Aaron Jones does not score over 20 fantasy points in this particular matchup, he will never score over 20 fantasy points. Twenty <laughs> so a lot. I, I mean, don't you think, I mean, this is it. This is the moment for Aaron Jones. Now, I don't know if he's going to be like this rest of the season, but he has yet to score over 20 fantasy points, even in full point PPR leagues, okay? All season long. If he does not do it now, we got real problems, people. Real problems. 20 is this a is lot, it. though. I don't need 20 from him. I need 15 from in him. In PPR, you do. Well, I don't, he, I mean, he's only going to catch two passes, I would assume. It, it, you know, that's what he's had each of the last two weeks. But, but I'm saying 100 yards and a touchdown to is very realistic for him. Yeah, but he's only had two games with 15 or more fantasy points. Well, this has got to be the one. He's, this is going to be the big one. He's getting, he's getting going. Hit the, he, it's getting all about going the future. Getting going in week 10? Yeah, 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 man. The 
double digits. Let's. Uh, you should have been gone. You know I, what I'm saying? I, I, I know, I know. But I think the patience is going to pay off. Uh, I think I'm, we're going to sit Jamal Williams, right? Yeah, no. The, we've been sitting him for a month. Start Devontae Adams, and then Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 94% owned. Here's your other stat of the game here. The Miami Dolphins allow the second most pass plays of 40 or more yards. Valdez-Scantling has had a catch of 38 or more yards in four of his last five games. Ooh, I like that stat. I like that stat, too. I like Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, and I think that if you've looked over his game log, really starting at week five, he exploded. And uh, he has been the number one or number two wide receiver since week four in terms of snaps played as well. So he's on the field. There are no reasons for you to avoid uh, MVS rest of the season. Uh, by the way, uh, Aaron Jones, in case I didn't mention it and you don't know, is Jamie's start of the week. So we're very optimistic for Aaron Jones. You should be. He's playing Miami. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All running backs get, against Miami get played. Would you 100%. start Valdez Scantling or Mike Davis if Chris Carson's out? I think Mike Davis is the steadier one here, but you should be starting both those guys. I have a difficult yeah. time believing that they can't make it. Valdez Scantling or I, I have to choose between Valdez Scantling and and Golden Tate. I got to go with Tate there. So actually, it's going to come down. I do MVS. You, I go with Tate. I mean, MVS still has like three catches in each of his last three games. Um, yeah, but they all go familiar. My thing is, they do I don't know what Golden Tate's role is. Am I, well, we'll get to that game, but I'm I'm a little concerned. I don't know who he's going to be. Yeah, so it's going to come down to MVS or LaShawn McCoy. No, or Aaron Jones. It's going to come down to MVS or Aaron Jones in PPR. I think I'm, I think I'm benching MVS, but that's because I'm kind of loaded there. Uh, we like him a lot. Jimmy Graham is a must-start guy, and the Packers DST is top six for Jamie and Heath, 13th for Dave. They do suck, but the Dolphins are ripe for the pick in here. Seattle's at Los Angeles. We could probably do this game pretty quickly. Here's your stat of the game for Seattle, Los Angeles. Brandon, did you know it, it's it's illegal to drive more than 2,000 sheep down Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles? It's too bad. I had 2,002 I wanted to bring. <laughs> leave, leave a couple home. <laughs> um, first meeting here, uh, the Rams won 33-31. This was a great fantasy game. Brandon Cooks got hurt early in the game, um, and Jared Goff ended up with only 15 fantasy points. You like Goff this week? Uh, I, I sort of. I mean, I like Goff as much as I like him in other weeks, but he's not special to me this week. No. You like Wilson this week? Yeah, I always like Wilson end of season. So you like <laughs> Wilson better than Goff? I do. Just a hint. Okay. Just a hint, though. But Jared Goff has been killing it, you guys, this season, and oh, I think yeah. that uh, people haven't really been paying as much attention. But uh, the thing is about uh, Jared Goff and Sean McVay is that they're very game plan specific. So I'm a little worried. Um, about what they're going to do here. But I, at the same time, I mean, the best matchup really is for the wide receivers. So I guess it's probably going to be a Jared Goff game. So they're very even to me, I should say. Okay. Seattle allows the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Goff, 15 mm-hmm. points. Stafford, 20 points. Rivers, 21 points. Um, Trubisky, 18. They really haven't faced a lot of great quarterbacks. Uh, Gurley, a start. And you just you can't get away from all three Rams wide receivers. Although um, Robert Woods, 70 or more yards in Eight straight games, but five straight games without a touchdown. So he's seems to be more PPR specific. Um, so let's see. Yeah, uh, Mike Davis. I want to stress too. Start all three, and if you have two, you start both of them. Sure. Just oh, yeah. FYI. Yeah. So because <laughs> so people ask me that all the time. Mike Davis is going to be like a a stud, right? If Carson's out. Yeah, and again, if you look back at week five, he was a stud. That He was the one who scored the touchdown when they played the Rams last time, even when Chris Carson wasn't and getting over 100 rushing yards. So, yeah, I don't I don't see any reason, even if Chris Carson is playing, that you wouldn't play Mike Davis, to be entirely frank. Because, again, Chris Carson played last week, and then he spent the second half with his leg wrapped. So um, I just think, as far as I'm concerned, Mike Davis is going to be involved regardless. It's just whether or not you want to take a dart throw on Rashad Penny, really, or Chris Carson. Penny obviously. is 18% owned. Uh, in one game without Mike, Chris Carson earlier this year, he had twenty-one. Mike Davis had twenty-one carries, one hundred one yards, and two touchdowns at Arizona, and four catches. Um, all right, which which Seattle wide receiver do you like best? <sighs> That's so hard. I'm a Tyler Lockett girl. Um, I, in terms of like consistency, uh, nose for the end zone. If you play in non PPR formats, he's someone who has had a touchdown in all but two games all season. Uh, unfortunately, one of those games was last week uh, against the Chargers. But still, uh, the rest of the time, he's been pretty 
pretty, pretty, pretty consistent with about three catches, probably average-ish, 50-ish yards and a touchdown. That's what you can expect from him, and I like that. I want Doug Baldwin to be healthier and involved and all of the wonderful, beautiful things, and he it looks like that's happening. Caught all four of his passes last week for 77 yards, but I'm a little concerned. And David Moore, they love there. And even though he did not have a good game last week, which was unfortunate, even with the seven targets, only two catches for, four, for 16 yards, that's why they let go of Brandon Marshall. Because they loved what they saw from David Moore. Everyone talks about DJ Moore, but I think David Moore might have more fantasy points rest of season. Do you think any of these Seahawks wide receivers are must-starts? I wouldn't go with must-start, but I think it's you're hard-pressed to find someone who's more consistent than Tyler Lockett in the National Football League. Uh, our guys really like Tyler Lockett. Like He's top yeah. 24, except Heath is a little lower on him. But Dave and Jamie, very high on Tyler Lockett. And Heath has him 25th in non-PPR, but like 34th in PPR. I can't get quite as excited because... Like, his Tyler Lockett's getting, like, 30 yards a game last few weeks. I know you just said three straight games with 34 or fewer yards, and Baldwin's been back. Uh, you know, Baldwin in those three games has had 91, 26, and 77 yards. If Lockett doesn't score, you're screwed. Uh, I, I start Baldwin kind of by default, but I would, I would start MVS over him. I would start Aaron Jones over him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, but they're studs. I mean, I would do that, but I, I, don't, I think I Lockett start, is right I wouldn't under start there. Kenyon, I would not start Kenyon Drake I, over Baldwin. That's probably the line I would draw. Yeah. Listen, I mean, Baldwin looks much better coming out of that bye, too, in terms of his health. You know, when he before they went into the bye, I was I was a little concerned, and obviously he missed the majority of the the season. You know, uh, going into that, um, but still, those first three games that he was back, he did not look like himself. I think coming out of the bye, he looks better. So I do I agree with you there. But he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. No, it's time. He and McCoy get in the end zone this week. Uh, okay. You heard Brandon talk about Nick Vanette. You can take a flyer on him. The Rams are not very good against tight ends and the Rams DST probably want to get away from them 16th for Jamie 12th for Dave 14th for Heath all these rankings by the way they update so make sure you go to our website and check out our rankings page Dallas is at Philadelphia stat of the game how about this Dallas allows the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers second fewest to wide receivers the Eagles allow the fifth most Uh, who's your favorite wide receiver in this game is it Alshon is it Cooper Alshon for me yeah, I mean, I see that the Cowboys have been good against wide receivers, but there's no way you're sitting Alshon Jeffrey, right? No, I mean, he is. And that's my problem with Golden Tate, to be frank with you, because uh, Alshon Jeffrey is so clearly uh, Wentz's guy that I, I don't I don't know what Tate's going to do. So you're avoiding Tate? I'd like to see one week with the team if I can. Listen, your teams may not be able to withstand that because, again, Minnesota on by. That's a lot of wide receivers that are out. Texans on by. A lot of wide receivers that are out. Broncos. Sanders is out. Ravens. If you were flexing any of those three. So you may have to play him. But to me, I would like to see what this looks like. I'm a little concerned. I mean, listen, Golden Tate's talent doesn't concern me whatsoever. And after the catch, he's just maestro right but in terms of what is what his role is going to be with the eagles i think it's that he's going to be taking over for nelson Aguilar. but like how much volume and what chemistry is it going to have with wentz because wentz seems to be very much a chemistry type quarterback so would you start doug baldwin over or or tyler lockett over golden tate i probably would they have to throw to keep up with the rams those both of those people will be involved carson wentz is top 10 he's sixth for jamie and heath he's 10th for dave you're starting carson wentz uh, and then you're, you're probably sitting, even with even with Sean Lee out, I want to stash the Eagles guys, but I don't know that I want to start any of them, right? Yeah, I, tough, tough stuff. Start Zach Ertz, and we'll go to the Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott, Nick Mullins, Baker Mayfield, Eli Manning, Blake Bortles. Who's your favorite streamer this week? You know, I like Dak this week. I think they're going to try to redeem themselves here uh, after the Tennessee game that was just tragic. Uh, so I think that this is interesting as a divisional matchup. I like quarterbacks in divisional matchups. Uh, I don't like him on the road to Philadelphia. That's not my favorite thing on the planet. Uh, but certainly this is an interesting matchup for them. And, you know, also uh, they're going to be playing Philadelphia in week 14. So this is a preview also for when you're in your fantasy playoffs. So make sure to pay attention. If the Eagles are who I think they are, they are going to absolutely destroy the Cowboys in this game. Uh, so it could be some good, some passing for Dak Prescott. Uh, look, Zeke's got a terrible matchup. Only one running back has more than 42 rushing yards against the Eagles. That was Saquon Barkley. But only three running backs have had double-digit carries against the Eagles. You're starting Zeke, but he's, you know, he's not a DFS guy, most likely. And um, Amari Cooper, starter sit. 
probably start. I mean, obviously they want to get him involved because um, they did <laughs> in the first yeah, game that sure they did. possibly could, uh, you know, and so that's interesting to me. Uh, I did want to say, though, again, I mean, Cole Beasley was on the fields for 75% of the team snaps last week, but it was Michael Gallup who was on the field for 80% um, and Mark Hooper for 85 So it's intriguing to me that uh, they, they're definitely switching things around here uh, in terms of lining up Cooper and Gallup on the outside. Uh, they're doing that a lot. So, um, and then uh, if someone sits out, it's Cole Beasley, which is weird to me. It's been a very interesting uh, development since getting Amari Cooper over the bye. And you can get Gallup uh, a lot. Of places, I, I was by the way. encouraged to find out that the Eagles are so bad against wide receivers. I didn't realize that. Now I think they're getting better. Um, you know, you look at like the last three games, no more than sixty-two yards to any wide receiver. That was against the Giants, the Panthers, and the Jaguars, for what that's worth. But because yeah. uh, because. Ronald Darby's really good, but they don't really use him. Like, they don't shadow guys with him. So I hope Cooper can shake loose of him. And uh, I don't know what Jalen Mills' status is, but maybe I'll see some of Jalen Mills. Uh, All right, there we go. I'm sure uh, people will be starting the Eagles DST. Hopefully they are actually worth it this time. And our final game, Giants at the Niners. I have taken up way too much time of Brandon Brandon Marion Lee's, so I will try to go fast here. But we we (laughs) talked about, actually, almost everybody in this game. Like, you're starting Beckham, you're starting Barkley. Matt Breida, you're kind of like eh, flexi on, right? Yeah, I am. Uh, mostly because I, Matt Breida in the last three weeks has been a, an incredible disappointment. And I think that actually the loss of um, Mostert, even though uh, he wasn't necessarily like a huge fantasy guy yet and everyone was kind of there for potential. But it, it, that means that the backfield is, is really kind of thin again. And now we're back into this Alfred Morris land. We don't have the support that gives Matt Breida kind of that big kick. But if you look over his last three games, it's been pretty tragic. He hasn't had a double digit game since week six. Now he's a starting running back and he doesn't have any competition. So again, that's why he's kind of in this middle road for me where I have a very difficult time uh, knowing what to say about Matt Breida at this point. And he continues to play, even though he continues to be a little banged up all the time. Now, right now he's not on the injury report at all, but I always feel like it's kind of, we're always on a, you know, teetering on maybe him being there, you know? Yeah. I I like the fact that that Mostert's out. I think he's got an opportunity. They're going to get Alfred Morris involved, but uh, you know, the thing about the Giants' run defense, I feel like when they've struggled, they've um, it's been late in the game. Like Alvin Kamara gets a late rushing touchdown. Tevin Coleman gets a late rushing touchdown. Uh, Adrian Peterson yeah. gets that long, like 66-yard t- rushing touchdown. I don't know what the game script is here. I think it's a tough game to predict. I could actually see the Giants winning this game. Um, so I don't know that they're, they're going to be like killing the clock trying to beat the Giants with the run game. And you, there's always the concern that Matt Burita leaves with an injury. So he's. I actually think he's a really fun... He's, it's a Monday night game, so you'd have to play the full slate. Like a really fun DFS contrarian play because I see mm-hmm. some upside there. But yeah. I don't see a ton of safety there with Matt Breida. Uh, same with Marquise Goodwin. And we'll start Sterling Shepard. Um, he could be a really nice option if you've, if you've got a question mark at wide receiver. And I like Manning better than Mullins. She likes Mullins better than Manning. Do you like either DST? <laughs> I feel like... I feel like we get burned in these games. This reminds me of San Francisco, Oakland, right? Where everyone went out and grabbed Oakland's defense right before the game. And then they got burned, myself included. It's okay. Everybody did because it made logical sense to do that. Uh, And that's why I try to kind of avoid when bad plays bad because it kind of, it's a wild card, right? It's just like, oh, who knows what's going to happen? Especially with the Giants. I will not play the Giants. I could see playing the Niners, but I agree. I, I, I don't really want these DSTs. Um, and I don't really want Evan Ingram. I just have no faith in him. That's our last. Kittle's a must start. I'll let you finish it off. Evan Ingram, you have any faith in Evan Ingram? Mm, no, and I think that's unfortunate. I think he's the one who lost out on the Manning season. Brandon Marion Lee, I can't thank you enough for helping us out today. I am sorry that it took way too long, and you need to get out and do some work. Thank you for coming on Fantasy Football today. En- enjoy your weekend. Watch some TV shows. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get, check out the haunted house stuff. Yes. I, I, it's good. It sounds it's awesome. Great. It's terrifying. thank you. Yes, watch it with a friend. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Sorry about the uh, lack of a mailbag show. We'll talk this Sunday night with the recap. Adios.